first service of 2019, and that we're believing for a great year ahead. We're celebrating all that went, went by us, and uh, you know, we've launched about just over 10 weeks, and we had a, just an amazing launch, just amazing stories. And one thing we said from the start when we're in preparation phase was we're, we, we want to celebrate names and not numbers. Numbers are good, but, but it's distant. It's a distant approach. Uh, and we want, we want to celebrate stories and not stats, because we can look at stats all day. You know, the first thing people ask is, Who, how many is there? What's the numbers? And like, that's great, and I understand that they're trying to get an idea of what's going on and all that kind of stuff, and that's cool. But, but at the end of the day, God came to save our souls, to save our he, He's after our hearts. People, He wants to know you personally, not from a distant approach and you can hear about something from a distance all you like, but until you experience it up close, it's not really real. It's just an idea. It's just a thought. And so this 2018, you know, I really truly believe that if we can come close to God and He knows your name, if we can come close to a God that knows your name, every hair on your head, if you have some. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> then what will happen is you'll begin to see God move in your life. God will actually begin to use you. You will walk as Jesus walked on the earth. And who knows, when, when Jesus walked on the earth, things happened. <laughs> Crazy, good things happened. Life change happened. Come on, does anyone want some life change? Does anyone want, want to bring some good news to the world around you in 2019? I hope so. And, and I've got good news for you is that you can do it. It's in you. God has given you what you need to do it. He's given you the tools. He's given you the equipment. You've got it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you've got it. And turn to your second favorite and say, you've got it too. I know you're my second, but you still got it. You've got it too. And so we're going to kick off a new series called New Year, New Me. Not New Year, same me. New Year, new me. And that's a, that's a tag that's been thrown around for, for so long. And, 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 and a lot of people are starting to say, New Year, same me. It's just another day, guys. Nothing's changed. But I'm believing in 2019, if you put God first, if you give him space, if you come close, I believe 100% that it'll be a new year and a new you. And the new you will not be a worse you, it'll be a better you. It'll be a, a new, you'll become more attractive. Come on, does anybody want to become more attractive in 2019? You mightn't become more attractive physically, you may. But I tell you what, people are not drawn really to your outside. Come on, have you seen some of those couples? They're like, how did, how did she end up with him? Some of you are looking around right now. He's like, how did, how did he end up with her? There's no way. Why? Because, because, because people aren't really attracted. The flesh only goes so deep. Then we've got to come to the real stuff and the personality and, and the soul and the spirit. That's what really counts. And that's why he, he ended up with her. Because <laughs> she caught a glimpse of his heart. 
And so come on, that's a good tip right there. For, and if you're looking for someone, you start working on your heart. <laughs> Especially you guys. Come on, you get anyone. The girl just catches that glimpse of that beautiful heart you have. It's game over. Done and dusted. Um, and so new year, new me, let's just go ahead and pray. God, I just pray and thank you for our new year. I thank you for a fresh start. I thank you that, God, you never give up on us. That, God, you have called us to, to become more like Jesus every day, every month, and every year. And I just pray that this year will be our best year yet. In Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. So before we start, I just always like to do a few quick announcements just about what's going on uh, in the life of R8 and, and, and where we've been. We just had our New Year's Eve party. We had our Christmas services. Absolutely amazing. Just packed the place out, and it was just a, a phenomenal time um, seeing people come to faith and people bringing friends and family come to faith. And, and, and that's a process, and, and, uh, and, and we're just excited about that on New Year's Eve with a good 50 people partying it up on the dance floor. You know, it's so important that we learn to party, right? Um, Partying is important in my eyes. Uh, I think it's important to have fun. I think it's important. Life's not serious. Life's serious enough <laughs> when you're working through stuff and relationships and friendships and family. It's, it can be tough enough, but sometimes we need a distraction just to have, go, go have a bit of fun. Let your hair down. Stop thinking so seriously. Lighten the load. Uh, and we had a great time on New Year's Eve. And I'm hoping some people in here were jealous and regretted not going. That's why we posted all the pictures, just to make you feel bad. You're like, flip, why did I not go? Exactly. What a foolish decision you made. I'm only kidding. I know everyone's got their own plans. And, but for those that don't, including myself, we, we got to party together. and It was good fun. Um, so we've got, we're going to start a, a season of prayer and fasting um, next week, next Sunday. And we're going to talk about that this morning. Just... For some of you, you're like, I've never done that before, never heard of it. It's, is it super spiritual? Is that what super spiritual people do? And I want to really remove that myth and get you on board. My job this morning is to convince you to get on board with some prayer and fasting. Um, so I'm assuming you're not on board yet. Um, then we're going to do baptisms at the end because what's going to happen is we're going to come close to God and, and I'm believing there's going to be a boldness starting to rise up in people and we're going to start to go public with our faith. And one of the really important ways that we go public is by baptism with water. And the Bible says, go into all the world, baptizing those in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, making disciples. And so, uh, if you haven't been baptized, you know, the, the, the Bible says you should be baptized. And so, I want to invite you to start thinking about that now. We're going to have a big baptismal service at the end of this fast. And we're going to celebrate. And it's going to be fun. We're going to bring our family and friends along with us. And it's going to be powerful. Um, then groups are starting back up, not this week, but next week. And uh, if, you, if you would like to start a group, we want every, listen, we, we say this and we'll say this time and time again. We're not a church with groups. We're a church of groups. It's a big difference. What's that mean? That means that we want every single person in a group. And I understand everyone's got different schedules, but hey, let's just see what you can fit into that schedule. If you can't get out of the house, invite some people over. Or, or whatever your routine is, see if you can find another person who's doing who's that same routine or is in that same town where you work or whatever it is. It could be a lunchtime thing. It could be anything. But groups are essential. 
an essential part of the body, essential part of doing life, essential part of God's plan. We've got to do life in groups and circles. And so we're going to start that next week. If you want to train up to be a group leader, uh, we're going to do that straight after service. We have no growth track this month, but we're going to start using that as an opportunity to do some training and and preparation work uh, for the year ahead. Uh, And that will run for about 13 weeks. Um, So, and then also, I don't know if we have this on the screen, Nathan, the Connect cards. Are you able to get that up? So we're introducing what we call a Connect card. We're probably going to get this on the website eventually too. But at the minute, as you come in under the R8 sign in the hallway, we have Connect cards. And that's for people who maybe um, you'd like to get involved at R8. You can take that, your next steps. Um, you want to make a recommitment to Jesus. Maybe you want to make some contact with, with me or some of the leaders here. Uh, or even just giving us our general information is so important that we have that in order to keep in touch and keep you updated with everything that's going on. And then at the other side of the Connect card, should be another slide there. No? Anyhow, the other side, it basically has uh, prayer requests or praise reports because during this prayer and fasting, the whole idea of prayer and fasting is to, to come close to God, to align with God, so that God can just do what He always intended to do. We're not trying to recreate God's will. We're just trying to get in line with God's will and let God do what He wants to do. And so uh, a part of that is people get healed. A part of that is people get set free from wrong thinking. A part of that, God brings life where there was death. A part of that is we start to see Jesus operate in our lives like he did when he was on the earth. The same way he begins to operate. And so there's going to be prayer requests, but then there's going to be praise reports because God is going to move in your life. Can I get an amen? There we go, prayer request and praise report. And so this is, I don't know about you, but this is, see these praise reports? This is my bread and butter. This is the team's bread and butter. I like to always share any story that we hear with our team, with our dream team. Anything that I hear, I'm feeding, I'm feeding, I'm feeding. Why? Because praise, we've got to share. If God has done something in your life, we've got to get good at encouraging one another. Because there's an enemy out there that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we, we, we need encouragement in our lives. Can anyone agree with me on that? It's, life can be tough. And so when we're doing the work of the ministry, if, if the enemy wants us to do something, he wants us to distance ourselves, to get drained, get discouraged, get worn out, become weak so that we stop showing up in God's house, so we stop showing up regularly, so we stop committing ourselves to the ways of God, and, and he, he does it gradually, slowly. And so prayer and fasting, is that's what it's all about. You've got a, a physical body, but you've also got a spiritual body. And if your spiritual body becomes weak, what happens is your actions begin to tell the tale. They begin to produce that kind of weak fruit. They begin to, to stop producing the good fruit that God intended for you to have. And so at this time of the year, I don't know but sometimes we're just lethargic and we're just kind of weak and we're just kind of, and throughout the year we've maybe taken a few bumps. And I, don't, I was telling some of the guys this earlier, when I drive my car, sometimes I hit the curb. <laughs> and yeah, I know my car's very sturdy and strong and it's beautiful and all that kind of stuff, in my opinion. 
but sometimes I hit the curb, and when I hit the curb, what happens is the, the, the wheels go offline. And when the wheels go offline, I have to struggle to drive straight. Some of you in here, you've had a few bumps in 2018, a few bumps along the way. You've hit the curb a few times, maybe not been concentrating, uh, or, or, or life's just happened and someone uh, swerved into you. I don't know what's happened, but you've hit the curb, you've hit a bump, and the alignment is off. And sometimes if you have a car like a Lexus or something like that, alignment goes off a lot easier because they're quite cheap. And, you know, not, like, like Ken's car, it doesn't really look after very well. And it's never clean. And, and, so, and so what happens is we're trying to drive and you take your hands off the steering wheel and it goes naturally to the right off the path. The Bible says it's a narrow path that we walk but it's supposed to be a graceful path that when you take your hands off the wheel, if everything's in line, you go straight. Yeah? But so, when we get a few bumps and, and get offended a few times and someone gives us a, 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 few, a few bad hands, then what often happens is when we take our hands off the wheel, we veer, I'm not going to church no more. <laughs> I, don't like going to, to, I don't like reading the Bible I don't like spending time with God. It makes me feel weird or awkward. And really, what's going on there? There's maybe some resentment. There's maybe that bump has hurt you. That bump has thrown your alignment off. And we've got to get ourselves realigned. What do we, how do we do that? We pray and fast. So let's rock into this real quick. So straight into the scriptures, it says in Matthew 6, verses 9 and 10. It says, pray like this then. So this is Jesus trying to teach people how to pray. How do we get realigned? It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The goodness, the greatness, and the glory of God. My Father, He's a good Father. He's in heaven. He's a great God. He can do great things in your situation. Hallowed be your name or your, or your, uh, or I'm surrendered to your name. Glory to God. I'm giving glory to your name. I live, I surrender to you. I'm giving my life away. See, see, the first thing we've got to do is we've got to come into agreement with God. We've got to come into agreement. What, what this is about is, God, I agree that you're Father. I agree that you're in heaven. And I agree it's all about you. I'm firstly coming into agreement. When I come into agreement, then all of a sudden we can walk together. I was at our New Year's Eve party there. I was like, right, come on, everyone on the floor. Let's go. Come on, Stephen, on the floor. Drop it like it's hot. Get low. Your wife has no problem with it, but it's time for you. Come on, let's, let's go. Let's get, come on with me. And the amount of people, it was so hard, some, some people initially, to get them in, in through the door to the dance floor. I'm like, this is the best. I'm telling you, you're going to love it if you get there. But you see, trying to get people in, why? Because the, they haven't really walked with me before or that much on a dance floor. It's probably their first time. Like, what's Phil going to do? What's he going to ask me to do? Is he going to like get all freaky on the... And so we hadn't walked together very much, and so therefore it was a harder job trying to get people to come with me. Walk with me. They wouldn't come into agreement with me. It took so much work. And then at the very end, five minutes before 12, I said, oh, guys, come on. I've got cannons to let off here. I need you in the room for five minutes. And we, we got everyone in. They came into agreement. And you know what happened when we came into agreement? We had the best time. There was 50 people in the room. We let five uh, party, massive party poppers off. 
And uh, it w- we danced, we had fun, it was hilarious. It, it felt amazing, it was the best, it was the pinnacle of the night, it was the funnest time of the night. But, but I had to get people to come into agreement with the plan. Listen, God has got a plan for your life. If you, but he needs you to come into agreement with him. He needs you to, to receive him as father. He needs you to believe who he sa- that he is who he says he is. He needs you to believe that he's great. Listen, chains cannot break until you believe that God can do it. Chains cannot break until you put your faith and trust in God, in what Jesus done on the cross. But you've got to come into agreement. And listen, you see what happens? You walk through the door into the dance floor, and life starts to become fresh. I know you're sitting out there in the room outside just thinking about the dance floor, thinking about going in there, thinking about taking a step in. The thoughts are cool. I'd love to put God first this year. I'd love to put God. I'd love to get in a group. I'd love to serve all, but I'm kind of nervous. I don't want to come into agreement that God loves me, and I'm feeling a bit insecure, and I don't want to take the step. But until you take the step, you can't enjoy the life that God has intended. And you can stay over here, dabbling. Not sure, maybe. I'm just going to play it safe. I'm just going to think about it. I prefer just to think about it and stay distant. Uh, I don't really want to walk it. Listen, God, is, God wants to activate some dormant gifts in your life this year. There's, there's people in here, you've got gifts. Every single person in here has a gift, has many gifts. That's why we do the growth track. But it's land dormant. Why? Because you're sitting in the other room, scared of what people might think if you throw a shape, a lunge on the dance floor. You're afraid of what people might, what, are you scared of God? No, you're scared of people. But if you can take a step and realize, that's why when I get on the dance floor, I try to be the craziest, weirdest, most brutal dancer you've ever seen. Why? Because if I do it, they're like, I can do better than Phil. <laughs> He's a nutcase. I can at least do a sidestep. I can at least do that. But God wants you on the dance floor. He wants you involved on the team this year. Don't wait till next year. Because what happens is because you're not getting all of what God had intended for you to get is you become sidetracked. You start dancing somebody somewhere else. You might need something else to get you fired up. You might need something else to get you stimulated because you're not walking in all that God had intended for you. You're not really truly fired up. You don't really truly feel like you belong. Why? Because you're living, you're not coming to agreement with God has said. It says in Amos 3 and 3, it says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? No. I love this. In Genesis 6, it's not on the screen. It says, no walk with God. That word walk in in its uh, original language means habitual fellowship. Sometimes we go on feelings. We think, I just always got to feel God. I just got to feel God. No, 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 no. You just got to keep showing up. You just got to keep making a decision. You just got to make a decision to get in the Word. That's why on the version app, I've decided to, to do the, the Bible plan, read the Bible in a year. And it gives you accountability. It sends you notifications when you've missed it. But you know what I've realized? A lot of life is habit. We are creatures of habit. It, becomes, it comes down to a decision. I'm deciding to put God first this year. I'm going to go, the Bible says, do not uh, neglect meeting together with believers. Keep going to church. 
That's a good start. Keep going to your group. Even when you don't feel like it after work, keep habit, habit, habit. Get into fellowship as a habit. It's just a way of life. Don't keep redeciding, I'm going to go to church, I'm not going to go to church. And then wonder why you're spiritually dead or you're spiritually nervous. You're not really confident. You don't have boldness. Why? Because you aren't in a good habit of putting God first. It's not this thing you re-decide every week. It's a a one-time decision. The same with, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus. That's not, you don't just make a one-time decision every week. You make one decision in your life and then just manage it. Let it be a way of life, habit. I read the Bible every day, habit. I pray every day, habit. When stuff happens in my life and I'm, I'm feeling fear, pray, habit. Constant fellowship. Constantly creating space. It's not, it's not a, I, I'm going to spend time in the Word today, I'm going to decide. No, it's decided. Make a decision now. Can I get an amen? Uh, Galatians 2 and 20, it says, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. Agreement. I'm, a, I'm in agreement. This is about agreement. I'm in agreement with God. Christ lives in me. I agree with that. He's in me. I agree. We're walking. He's in me. I agree. So number one, agreement. That's it agreement. Come into agreement with God. The Bible says in, in Matthew 6, just same, in the same chapter where we got that prayer, it says, when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray, when you give, when you fast. It's not if you give, if you pray, if you fast, it's when. It's a given. It's not a question, should I, should I? No, no, it's a part of being a believer in Jesus. You come into agreement, this is how we live. We pray, we give, we fast. See, the kingdom of God cannot be established until we come into agreement with Christ's rule and reign in our lives. What does agreement look like? It looks like surrender. It looks like every day saying, God, this is your day and whom you have made, I will rejoice in it. When I pray, every day. When I seek God, every day. When I give to God, every day. I give of my time, I give of my talent, and I give of my treasure. I give to God, and and somehow the way God has set this up, then we get refreshed, then we enter to the dance floor, then we enter into a place of freshness, then we enter into a place of life, and light. If it, I love this here, scripture here, in, in, and I've got this in the amplified version, uh, Ephesians 5, and I got this in my daily reading, by the way. Um, hint, hint, get on a plan. Turn to your neighbor and say, get on a plan. Good. <laughs> Just encouraging each other, that's great. It says, and do not get drunk with wine. Don't put your head down. <laughs> for that is debauchery but ever, uh, or, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit stimulated stimulated a stimulus that's something that motivates you to move forward and yes wine can give you a little bit of confidence to get on the floor it can make you not worry about what people think for a while but it, there's other parts 
to that which will not build your life if it's your only stimulus. The Bible's clear, right? Do not get drunk on wine. That's not going to be good. It's not going to build your life. It doesn't say not to take it. That's your own conviction. Okay? Just make that clear. We pint or whatever, you know, some people, some people can't afford to take that because of maybe their past and, and maybe been addicted to it and that might trigger something, but some people can. So it's not about not, it's about don't let it be your stimulus. Nothing should control you. Nothing, we should never be addicted to anything. And so I just love this. Your stimulus, God is a stimulant. God can stimulate you. God can get you excited. God God can give you visions and dreams. God God has designed us in such a way not not to be stimulated by the things of the flesh of the world. We're deeper than that. We're deeper than just a little buzz off a a substance. We're deeper than that. And if you can get uh, stimulated by by the Holy Spirit in your life, that's not some uh, fuddy-duddy Holy Spirit. It's it's not that kind of Holy Spirit. It's a Holy Spirit that is real. It's authentic. He is a person. He loves you. He's in you. He's he's got power and energy and and, and fire on the inside of you. But you've got to come close. And you've got to come into agreement with God. See, God isn't about a distraction. Some of us are addicted to phones. Okay. Confession. Some of you are addicted. I've, I've had to activate the, I'm in hours per day. I'm on the flipping phone. And it's probably embarrassing, but I can't tell you. Um, and so I've got to work on that. I'm addicted to Instagram and Facebook and checking likes and all. I, there's part of me is addicted to that, and I've got to be careful. I've got to work on it. And you know how I do it? I disconnect. <laughs> I need to say no to those things in this season to get things recalibrated, to realign And so God is not about just distracting us from something. He wants to replace it. He said, do not get drunk on wine. I've got something else for you. I'm saying, hey, you can drop this down. You don't have to rely on that to stimulate you, to fire you up, to avoid your issues and your problems. I've got something for you that's better, that's deeper, that's greater, that will actually build your life. It won't just subdue you or it won't just kind of numb you. It won't just kind of get you through a hard time. No, I'm actually going to use your hard time. I'm going to use this season in your life to build something that multiplies like a tree and doesn't just affect you. It affects people around you. It affects your family. It affects your friends. Stimulate. I'm going to stimulate you. So number two, alignment. So agreement, alignment. It says then in Matthew 17, it says, Then Jesus said, O faithless and perverse generation. So what had happened here was some of the disciples had tried to heal someone and it didn't work. And they'd seen Jesus uh, set an example of this is how you do it. This is how you live this life that I've called you to. And this is, the Holy Spirit will stimulate you. And you, they just came down from a mountain and they were all fired up. And the first thing that happened was, was hey, I've got a, a job for you. And, and they tried to do it, and it didn't work. And so he says, then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Faithless and perverse generation. Well, what is Jesus saying here? How do I do that? How, how do I get breakthrough in my life? How do I help someone see who God says they are? How do I pray for people and see breakthrough? You know, well, what Jesus is saying here is this. Faithless. You're, you're not in agreement with me. 
you're distant. There's not faith on the inside of you. You haven't been spending time with me. When I was trying to pull someone to the dance floor, they hadn't been in that position with me before, so they were faithless. They didn't trust me to go to the floor. They didn't trust that I wouldn't make a fool of them because they hadn't been there before. Jesus said, listen, you've got to get faithful. You've got to spend time with me in fellowship, habitual fellowship. Get faithful and perverse generation. Go to the next slide, sorry. Faithless, too, too disconnected from God. Perverse, too connected to the world, too connected to your phone, too connected to what people are saying, too connected to the voice of, the, of the, your friends, too connected to what people might think, too connected to the people who are watching you around the dance floor, too connected to people at work and their opinions, too connected to, to the magazines, too connected to those fitness models that you're following and trying to be like, too connected. Some of us need to disconnect fast some of that stuff and start reconnecting to God so we can be faithful, so we can come to know Him and His heart. That's good preaching, whether you like it or not. I'm preaching to myself here. And so why, why do we pray and fast? It's, it's to, 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 to connect to God. So what does it say? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom were, come, were, here. Well, how, how does it come if, if the kingdom's over there and I'm standing here? How is it going to come there if I'm not receiving it? So I've got to realign myself as I pray. I realign myself under heaven. I start to realign myself. God, I come into agreement with who I am and who you say I am. I pray to you. I, 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 I spend time on your word and I realign myself so that when heaven comes, I'm here to catch it because heaven wants to come in your life. Heaven wants to come in your situation. God wants to, to the Bible says God has given you everything that you need that pertains to life and godliness. So, so God, is, God wants you fresh. God wants you stimulated. God wants you excited and passionate and zealous. God wants you fired up. But the problem is right now, a lot of us, we're not feeling it. It doesn't feel that way because we're standing over here. We're out of a line. The car's veering to the left. Well, listen, there's good news. We're going to get realigned. We're going to get fired back up. God's going to put dreams back in your spirit. God's going to put energy back in your bones. God's going to start to move you forward. Even though right now you don't feel like it, I'm telling you, if we can just come into agreement, if we can just align ourselves with heaven and what God says about us, nothing else but that can happen. God's going to start to give you new dreams. God's going to start to, 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 to bring to life dormant Gifts, God's going to give you thoughts you've never had before. But after you align. I'm just going to finish with this over time. So the band, come ahead back up. So I'm going to finish this, uh, Matthew 17, verse 19 to 21. It says, Then the disciples came to Jesus and asked privately, Why could we not drive it out? He said to them, because of the limitless, sorry, because of the littleness of your faith, that is your lack of firmly relying trust habit. 
have it. For truly I say to you, if you have faith that is living like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder place, and it will move and nothing will be impossible to you. Now watch this, verse 21. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Except by prayer and fasting. Is fasting this big, weird, super spiritual ordeal that, that certain religions do all around the world? No. Fasting is simply disconnecting from what you would usually do, saying no to things that maybe you're subconsciously addicted to, creating space for God, praying, connecting to God, and realigning. And out of that flows the grace of God. Out of that things, you stumble across breakthrough. It's not about your effort of trying to overcome things. Things just happen. We've heard stories here already. People just coming to Jesus, and little did they know they fasted. Subconsciously, they didn't realize it, but they said no to go on certain places. They said no to spend time with certain people. They said no to certain thoughts in their heads. They fasted, they disconnected. They, 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 they cut things off that were unhealthy to the tree that they were growing. And because of that, breakthrough came. Addictions fled. Wrong thinking fled. Healthy emotions came. They're on the dance floor now. Breakdancing. Why? Just because they came into agreement. They aligned. And then straight after that we see when we connect with God through prayer and, and, and we fast, then what happens often is, a, is an assignment. God reveals to us an assignment that he has for us. He starts to reveal to us gifts that we have. He starts to give us the desire to do things we'd never had a desire to do before. He starts to, it just happens. It's not works. It's not something you have to do. It's just, just align yourself with God. You see, the, the, the New Testament fasting is not that we're trying to change God's mind. New Testament fasting is that God has already made his decision. God's will is dealt with. He done everything he needed to do with Jesus on the cross. We're not trying to get, get approval of God. We're not trying to prove ourselves to God. We're just trying to align with what he already wants to do. But we first got to come into agreement. Then we got to align. And then when we align, God assigns. And it's not something you have to, it's something you want to. It all starts with agreement.